and welcome to the March episode of the Sheffield Hopcast. Uh, you might have noticed I am not James. This is not your usual intro tones that you'll be used to if you're a regular listener. Uh, that is because uh, for one episode only, uh, we're doing a special female-only episode for International Women's Day. Um, we'll be drinking a few beers uh, made by uh, female-led brew teams, uh, but I thought to talk with me uh, about these beers, uh, I could think of nobody better than uh, my girl gang that you might have heard me mention before. Um, one thing that I'm really passionate about in terms of uh, representation of women in the beer industry um, is that it's fantastic that we have more people uh, more females working within the industry uh, and being a part of it but just as importantly is getting women talking about beer being involved in beer and drinking beer um, so I have welcomed on uh, my friends from Seven Hills Women's Institute of which I am a member um, there's quite a few of us here this evening we've got four beers to drink um, you'll get to hear from everyone a little bit more learn a bit more about us as we go along uh, but first up I'd like to introduce uh, Laura Bainbridge Hattersley um, who is going to tell us a little bit more about Seven Hills and the Women's Institute. Okay then so Seven Hills WI we started back in the end of 2009 so we had our 10-year birthday last year um, where quite a big group for Sheffield we're a new wave group we've got members range age range from 20s to 60s and beyond i think um yeah we're just a big old girl gang we like to get a load of stuff done we've quite a beery group i think we've done quite a few things over the years haven't I we i also we've feel like the influence of a few of us might have brought beer to quite a few more <laughs> of us right. over the years <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I think maybe brewing a beer with Aberdale might might possibly <laughs> may, may, may have been down to certain members. Um, we've also uh, done a couple of beers in the past 12 months. We've recently had one out with Neeps and we had Marmalade out with them for charity. And we've got one waiting for us with Lost Industry. We've done a sour cherry jam barley wine. So we're just waiting on that to come out now. But yeah. So, yeah, we're basically... Um there's, there's uh, eight of us in total. Eight? Seven? Seven of us. <laughs> I'm counting myself as two people. So, <laughs> there are seven of us here in total from kind of different backgrounds, different sorts of relationships to the beer world. Uh, some of us like all sorts of beers. Some are a little bit more new to their beer journey. Um, but we're all interested, all keen to learn and all keen to uh, have a little taste so without further ado i think we should probably have a beer. crack into the first beer so the first beer that we've got is from bath ales uh, the head brewer at bath uh, is a lady called georgina who previously worked at fuller's uh, so she's been in the beer industry for a number of years and has had really positive uh, influence and positive voice um on on kind of the industry as a whole really um so just as we kind of get into this one, uh, do a little bit of a round robin around the table. Uh, you've already heard a little bit from Laura, uh, but Laura, if you want to just let us know what kind of beer you usually drink. Uh, and we'll all just do a little bit of a hello so listeners can get to know us all. Okay, I like to drink tar, so I really like Imperial Stouts <laughs> and sort of big, thick ones. I've actually got one here from downstairs on the bar ready to sort of keep me happy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a bit of a sort of pastry stout 
fiend, I'm afraid. I'm one of those adjuncts out boring people, but there we go. Hi, my name's Katie. Um, I would say my favourite type of beer is probably a big fruity IPA, although I do also really love barley wines. So this is mm. quite a bit away from my usual beer type, but I do... I did get into beer through sort of more traditional ales and only moved on to sort of more crafty beer in the last few years. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Nice. And finally for round one. So I'm Paula Goodale, appropriate surname for yeah. this evening. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm, I'm a, bit, a bit of a beer novice. I like beer um, and I'm happy to try just about anything. Um, and I'm since coming to Sheffield, I've noticed that all of my female friends drink IPA and I know nothing about it. So I'm get starting to, to to go down that road. But what I really like is a traditional bitter. Um, and f because, yes. yeah, from my childhood. <laughs> and I also like a wheat beer uh, because I spent quite a lot of time in Europe. And wheat beer is the thing that really caught my uh, taste buds while I was over there. Do you don't like see very many wheat beers around? No, there, not in the UK, no. Maybe there's time for a revival. Mm. But, um, so yeah, we've, the first beer that we've got is uh, Gem from Bath Ales, 4.8% uh, Amber Ale. Um, I'm enjoying it. I've not tried it yet. Well, <laughs> get stuck in. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Ooh, yeah. um, it's described as a bittersweet and well-balanced mm. ale uh, with a malty character from uh, Maris Otter. Yeah, you definitely taste the malt. It does. Very nice. Exactly what it's supposed to do. I didn't think I was going to like mm. it because I'm not usually going to get excited about what I call a brown bottle beer, <laughs> <laughs> um, especially when it's <laughs> when it's an amarillo. But it's actually quite nice. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I would happily polish off a bottle of that. I think it's a good one starter. Yeah, yeah it's definitely good session. It's yeah, it's it's not got a long aftertaste. It's mm. just quite light and easy drinking. Um, well, one of the other things that we wanted to do uh, today, because it was uh, a little bit different to what we usually do on the Hopcast, was to um, introduce a few beers that were a bit more accessible, uh, really easy to get hold of, um, and yeah, just things that anybody could kind of give a go if they were curious about trying something a little bit different, really. Um, so I think this one's available from Tesco's. Um, so yeah dead easy to nip out and uh, grab a bottle of um and yeah i went to a jazz music festival a few years ago which is absolutely not my usual cup of tea um and bath ales were the uh, kind of main beer sponsor so i think they've been around for a while um but just have a reputation for making kind of really solid examples of classic beers really are they from bath stupid question or do they just like sitting in the bath <laughs> or do they make all the beers in the bath bathtub beers bathtub beers ah there no. now we're getting into the generic yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that is a good one to kind of get going on um nice as well to kind of bring something we're not, yeah. we're not that don't have that many kind of traditional styles on traditionally so uh Nice try something a bit different. I'm not offended by it, but I'm not excited mm -hmm. by it. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But I Is think that because of what you used to, though? I think it's because I've just had a 15% imperial style yeah. that's been barrel aged in whiskey. Yeah. I think so that might... That might have something to do with it. It might. So I've basically played myself. 
Good palate cleanser, though. Yeah, mm. yeah that. It's all right, yeah. I'd happily drink that over lunchtime. And, mm. Or out in the sun on a cool, you know, a nice cold one on a summer's day. Because I think it would be quite easy drinking. It is easy drinking. Yeah. It doesn't have that, like you said earlier, that strong aftertaste. No. Like, I hate that sort of almost like metallic-y taste that you sometimes get with more traditional ales that last for ages. Yeah. It's not as... Some of them are fresh. Right. Don't bother with them that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't normally, actually. But I would with that. That would definitely be one that I'd put on the list if for I went, the Tesco run if I wanted something that was a bit easier to drink. If I went to a pub and that that, that was like on, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, right. Yeah, or if someone brought me a pint of that, I wouldn't turn yeah. it away. I wouldn't dash yeah. it in the face, no. Be all right. I wouldn't dash much, much in the face <laughs> when it comes to beer, to be fair. But, yeah. Also, just give a little bit of a sorry shout out to Adam, who is uh, tonight on technical duties and is diligently uh, paying attention to what we're all saying, who I hadn't even given a beer to. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. Hello. Just there waving, waving the glass. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been completely abandoned. Yeah, I, I went on the beer run last night, actually. So um, this was one of the ones that um, was on a recent article from The Independent, I think. It was actually, coincidentally, a few days ago about... Um, beer you should drink from, for International Women's Day oh, and, and they did a bit of an article on the a couple of articles one from a couple of years ago was also talking about um, Georgina when she worked at Fuller's so, but I didn't realise until I actually read a more recent article I'm, like, ah, I'm glad I didn't buy Fuller's because she doesn't actually work there anymore she works, um, <laughs> works at Bath but um, I've had quite a few good pints of this for the Bath Hotel randomly um, they used to, they've had a few a couple of these beers on it but yeah um, I've just took myself a little bit of a bit of a swig but I agree not really my style but yeah if I were on Tesco run getting the um, six for um, no, four for six pound can't really go wrong really, good plug for Tesco there yeah, yeah. also, <laughs> also available from um, Waitrose along with um, they do a West Coast IPA in there and another pale ale I think as well so like trying to just tick a different box by getting the, the amber in today just to sort of not just flood, flood the evening with uh, pale beers but yeah well, thanks, Sorry Adam. Sorry for just moving the microphone. Then. I'm <laughs> unprofessional. Well, thank you for your um, beer acquisitionery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just trying All not to happy. belch into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> don't think it'll be the first time. Don't worry. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I think. Shall we do a little switcheroo quickly? Get a second chairs. group of. Uh, ladies involved and our next beer and uh yeah have a quick break back well i'm back got another uh three members of uh shui with me um including uh one of the uh very first people uh that welcomed me when i joined uh, who was our president at the time oh hello there <laughs> <laughs> So, tell us a little bit about yourself and your um, journey into beer. Um, so, I'm Kirsty, um, yeah, former president of Seven Hills WI. Um, beer, I've liked beer for quite a while. Um, I think I just like trying any food and drink. <laughs> um, and I think probably the first thing I can think of drinking beer was probably just like camera beer festivals, like previous people, and just trying pale ales and and bits and bobs there but um i'd say my favorite types of beer i like fruit ipas i like sours i like stouts fruity stouts cakey stouts that's my thing all beers 
albeit <laughs> uh, on the strong end, mainly, but not at lunchtime. <laughs> uh, I'm Jodie. Um, so I sort of discovered my love of beer through schwa, like quite a few people. Um, I'm also in another WI, and we've sort of stretched across to that WI. And we did a, a beer tasting re- recently with um, Miss Rangeley over here and Bainbridge. <laughs> um, and uh, so quite a lot of them have, have just sort of discovered a love of beer as well, so it's, it's catching. Contagious. <laughs> um, it's too soon to make coronavirus. No, it's not. So I, I really like... Um, I, I've, st- I've discovered that I really like sours, and that was from the Funk Fest that Abedale Brewery did. Uh, I tried quite a few there, and I always thought I, was, I wasn't a fan, but now... Definitely, some of my favourites are sours, but I also really like sort of the cakey stouts. The really, if it's over ten percent, I'll try it. <laughs> Hi, and my name's Maddie, and like everybody else, I'd say that until I joined Schwai, I wouldn't have described myself as a, a beer drinker, and it's only with the influence of you ladies <laughs> I've started to drink beer. <laughs> until then, I'd probably have drunk cider, but with the influence of probably the two Lauras the most. Um, I've started to drink sours, and I have found that I really enjoy stouts as well. But as long as they're over sort of ten percent, the stronger, the better. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme developing in the influence <laughs> of uh, me and Laura Bainbridge here. Yeah. Well, I'll admit that I've got quite a few people into beer through uh, from cider drinkers into sours, and then they all tend to like imperial stouts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think actually. What you've touched on, Casey, is really interesting. Like, I think there's a lot of us in our group and a lot of women more generally who are interested in flavour. Yeah. Um, and how flavours work together. Um, and I think that's one thing that's really opened up in beer more widely quite recently is that you can you, know, you can chuck a ton of raspberries in a beer and that's quite all right and people mm. will buy it and drink it. But it's also opening beer up to a whole different audience and you know kind of bringing flavors that you might be more familiar with into a different kind of sphere yeah i think it's like definitely a bit of a gateway like especially some of those like fruitier beers can be a bit of a gateway and i think initially like i've still got still got friends that will say oh no i don't drink beer Mm. but actually if you gave them something that is a bit interesting um that could be a little bit fruity or a bit sour they're like actually they're the sort of things that i like i like you know yeah. different flavors it's just they're still kind of stuck in that old men in yeah. the pub drinking beer. i was definitely that person until i met you guys and then you like just give something a try and definitely I the fruity feel, flavors i feel like you might be the one out of all of us that's here tonight that we have bullied the most <laughs> <laughs> you took the most persuading I feel like I'm on like either side of the spectrum. It's sour or stout, but I don't seem to like anything in between. It's at the strange, moment, isn't so. it? Like um, Vicky Portis Medley, who um, is on the WI committee and has been a member for a long time. Like for for year, I've known her for like ten years, and for years she's been like, I don't like beer, and now she's like the biggest imperial stout mm. fiend ever. Like yeah. every <laughs> night last week, she was like, Laura, I'm on a fifteen percent stout or something in the crow, and it's I yeah. I spent the whole night in the crow on Saturday trying every single Omnipolar that was in there. I was like, I just find them all so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I think it helps as well when they have the, like the descriptors of things that you know. Yeah. yeah. So if it's called a pastry stout, or yeah. it says you know it's got vanilla. 
there mm. or chocolate in it, then you kind of you you feel like you know what you're going to get when it's got yeah. you know weird names to it or there's not really a yeah. flavor description. You kind of if you're not really sort of familiar with beers, it can be a bit off-putting or yeah. feel a bit like exclusive. And if you don't know the code, you don't really know it. Yeah. I had to ask what the definition for breakfast stout was the other day, though. Because <laughs> I was like, what? what is it like bacon? I've never heard what, is it, what is the definition of a breakfast stout? Like eggy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's uh, it's generally quite a straightforward stout, but with oats in the uh, malt grist to make it. Um, and I think then a lot of breweries will add extra things, you know, like maple syrup or um, all sorts of other. We've made one with bacon before. Oh, I'm getting hungry. In there. But We're yeah, sure about bacon stout. <laughs> oh no, that sounds right up my street. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking of. Right, well, people streets. Let's uh, let's see how we get on with this one because seeing as everyone has said they like stouts, this is pale ale. Um, <laughs> but we have got a. Uh, it's a beautiful point, can though. Yeah, four point two percent pale from uh, Wiper and True, who are Bristol-based. Uh, woman called Amanda forms part of their uh, fantastic brew team down there. And yeah, I don't think they've been in can for that long. They were available in bottles for quite a while. Um, but yeah, three thirty ml can of Kaleidoscope Pale Ale from Wiper and True um, is what we've got next. From Waitrose. Yeah, this is another one that's uh, quite easily available. Uh, you can get it in Waitrose, um, and it's hopped with Citrus Simcoe and Mosaic. So a bit more uh, kind of modern and hop forward than the last one that we drank. Um, so took in. I can already <laughs> tell that it's got that smell that I know. I'm not a fan of and I know I always try to describe it and I always say hoppy but then it's not really because lots of things are hoppy that I like but it's there's a certain smell to it that know, is normally I'm, not what I would be exactly keen. this what I think as well like I can it smells delicious but to me it tastes like the aftertaste is just not See, I'm the other way around. Too... I think it tastes quite nice actually it's quite this would be like a session for me but the smell it's really off-putting <laughs> I think it, it is quite modern for a pale ale. Those yeah. those types of hops you don't usually get in what you'd think of as a pale ale. Um, and I don't like it as much <laughs> as what I was expecting. I like, I've tried Wiper and True before and I've liked some of them, but this isn't the sort of thing that I would drink normally. Mm. I think it's quite straightforward. Um, like it's a decent pale ale, but I don't think it's really doing anything more than that necessarily i think the hot flavor is coming through quite nicely it's quite accessible um but yeah i think in a in a way it's almost more kind of beery in mm. taste than uh, yeah. than the than the first amber ale was as well um yeah i i like it but i don't think it's particularly exciting but it's a it's think, a decent sort of steady pale ale i think i maybe uh, towards either the sweet or the sour they're the sort of two palettes that I quite like and this is neither mm. this yeah is... it's got quite a bit of bitterness to it and yeah, yeah I think that's probably what I'm not loving about it I don't hate it I could certainly drink it if someone bought it but I wouldn't buy it I think that's where I am yeah <laughs> yeah it's I'd not exciting me but, <laughs> but I wouldn't have more than that yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. luckily, we've just got a 330ml can between two today, so uh, you're in luck. I mean, the design of the can is beautiful, but I yeah. think that's the best thing I could say about it personally. I'm the same. It's like yeah. that bittery 
kind of beer that I don't like. Mm. I think it, that article that Adam mentioned earlier, um, they were saying that Wiper and True are doing um, a beer that sounds really exciting for International Women's Day. Um, there's quite a few brews happening this week and next week with breweries all around the country, really, who have almost open brew days for women in the industry to, to go along and make kind of make something a bit special together. Um, but yeah, this year, uh, Wiper and True are making a barrel-aged gooseberry wheat beer called Ooh. XX. That sounds delicious. Which sounds delicious. So yeah, maybe we should try I've tried a lot that of their now. beers that I really like, but I think I, I wouldn't normally reach for a pale ale anyway. So it, I wasn't expecting to love it, mm. but I don't hate it. I'll reach for a pale ale. Like before we ate tonight, I was like, I'll have a pale ale because I don't want anything too overwhelming but um i think the the hops just make it a bit too strong in flavor for me and i'm not getting much else mm, that's fair a bit different to what we're what we kind of would normally go for maybe i think i probably would have the first one that you drank before i'd have this one i think the other one the what was it called the, the gem. gem the gem i think i would probably prefer to have that as a lighter drink yeah. Because even though it is, like, you know, it is darker in colour, I think that's much easier to drink. I'd have that with, like, food because it kind of would yeah. go with everything. Um, so I'd probably reach for that one rather than this. Yeah. Can I have a comment from the... From the, from the uh, <laughs> comment from the man in the room. I've got, I've got a bit of a question, and it's... If you have any kind of thoughts about the female representation in beer generally, if it's anything that even crosses your mind as... Uh, beer drinkers or women generally do you think it's something that's important do you think it's something that's underrepresented or do you think it's something that you know it's now we're getting a bit of a buzz about and it's kind of we should be championing the people who are doing it i was wondering if you had any thoughts about it whether it influences you or you have any thoughts about it generally well in, interestingly because in our like little sheffield bubble i think that my representation, you know, what I see of being yeah, yeah. is very female yeah. because I know Laura working at Abbeydale, um, you know, there's Jules at Hop Hideout and, you know, Laura are, you know, Hell amazing. industries is in WI and she's... Yeah. Yeah, so I think a lot of the women, and I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. We've brewed our own beer and, yeah. you know, we've been to these events and we've seen women, but I'm sure outside of the bubble then the representation isn't so good. Mm. But I think just we're really lucky to have, like, these really strong... Yeah. Yeah. Um, women in Sheffield that are Definitely. making beer, enjoying beer, and and really pushing it. What do you think, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> you know more than us. Well, I think it's it's sort of almost easier for me to comment being in the industry and like I know I think um, study it's probably a few years old now, so I'm hoping this number has changed a little bit. Uh, but 95.1 percent of people working within the uh, kind of modern beer industry were male um that's absolutely huge uh you know i think that's probably i think that's from 2016 and i would have thought that uh things have started to change um but like i said i think the kind of momentum within the industry uh for uh female-led projects and kind of making shouting more about the women who we've got working in breweries and in other beer related roles has massively increased but like I said at the beginning and what I really want to do tonight is more about spreading that to you know women who might not normally drink beer who might not want to just go to the pub um you know or who might feel a little bit isolated um or excluded from it um 
there was a report published last year by a group called Dale Artis um, that was kind of a study um, of how women were represented in beer. And it was uh, nearly all of the quotes in there. It was kind of, it was quite a harrowing read for me, really, um, because a lot of the content that was in there uh, was by other women who had been asked their opinion on what they thought about women who drank beer. And it was things like, I just can't ever imagine that a woman drinking beer could look glamorous. Or to me, a female beer drinker is somebody who doesn't look after herself. Mm. Um, and what the report wants to do is promote a more positive representation um, of all women uh, who, and kind of proving that you can look good and you can drink beer. Um, shortly after I found out about that report, actually, um, uh, my sister got married and she had two cask beers at her wedding and I took a photo of her drinking a pint in her wedding dress and I think it is still my uh, kind of most popular tweet ever. Like, to all of those women who thought a woman, woman, another woman couldn't look good and drink beer, please can I present my sister who just so happens to be one of the most beautiful women in the world anyway in this amazing wedding dress drinking a beer looking amazing and i think it's just more that's the kind of thing that we need to be seeing more of really and sharing and being involved in um and not trying to hide it or being ashamed of it you know like i like beer i will happily go and drink beer or not worrying how you look when you drink a beer like if, if you want to look rough while you drink it that's fine too <laughs> <laughs> or drinking whatever you want to drink yeah. yeah exactly yeah. um and we were just talking a little bit as well about how everyone has their own little bubble uh, that they stay within and Kirsty, yeah. i think you were saying about at beer yeah. festivals and things yeah and- definitely i mean like i think you know i'm surrounded really with a lot of my friends who do drink beer and will you know try things but you know sometimes you see some you know men that i know who say they're into craft beer but they won't go as adventurous as perhaps i would you know they still stay with like the ones that they think that they can drink you know if it comes out and it's slightly colored oh i can't drink that or mm-hmm. you know like my my dad kind of sticks with carling and and lager and that sort of thing and and kind of thinks what i drink's really strange but you know we all kind of have our like our limits really and maybe we should just learn to push them a little bit and it'd be great if if maybe women could do that as well because you know gin's great but it's not everything <laughs> going back to like beer stereotypes and like how i've perceived it before though like i was saying is i've had an ex who completely refused to buy me a half pint because he didn't want to be seen carrying a half pint of beer around he'd rather see me struggle to drink a full pint than let me enjoy a half I'm glad he's a next. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think yeah. that there's also that um, the most sort of older traditional drinker that'll drink, you know, your John Smiths down the pub every week that see almost craft beer as a bit effeminate? Like they mm. might see it kind of conversely that. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, some people your fruity beers, uh, maybe for girls, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think some people like I went to a, a beer tasting at Brewdog a couple of weeks ago that um, we got a voucher for Christmas and we were sat with this guy and he's like you know he was like he was proper Sheffield and he was like I've only just gotten gotten into this sort of beer and, and I was like and I, I just love punk IPA and he was trying all the other different brew dog ones and he was like oh actually I quite like this and he was really shocked because he was just like he was like going he was talking about all the old days of like Ward's beer and stones and stuff like that and he was just like it, it was really nice to see him breaking out of that bubble and, and just being like oh do you know what I do like this beer and it, yeah. it is it, it's a stout and I like it I think beer is such a social thing anyway for everyone and it's really nice that it can become a shared experience and that people can kind of pass it on to each other. Um, 
I can see uh, some other uh, people itching to get involved <laughs> in this uh, discussion. So if now is an okay point to uh, switch over again, we'll have beer number three and uh, share some more thoughts. Okay, so we're back with... Uh, group number one and uh, we've just been uh, having a bit of a chat about kind of some of the stereotypes that we've come up against um, and how we're wanting to uh, focus on more kind of positive messages around women in uh, the beer industry and just women generally uh, in honour of International Women's Day and all year round really. So dive back in ladies, join the discussion. I was sat there with a deep rage face on but not what anybody was saying just I was having all these flashbacks to my time in beer when I I got into beer like um over 10 years probably nearly 15 I don't know how long ago it was it was a while it was when Cameron was at Darnell Working Men's Club and I discovered Aberdale Black Mass and that's what brought me into my stout journey but I remember buying pints of stout and people looking at me like I wasn't sure what I was doing and that was interesting but I don't get that much anymore now like I, I genuinely think that we're lucky in Sheffield in that there has been a massive attitude shift and I think potentially we are stuck in a bubble where we don't see the sexism on a sort of larger scale because we're kind of lucky in Sheffield in that we can go to places like like here like at the Rutland and no one's gonna sort of look at you funny for what you order because they don't really care but definitely back in there uh, I was <laughs> I was <laughs> I have been questioned on my choice of style but the reason I had rage face on is because I can remember going I've been to a couple of beer festivals with my husband and he's ordered like a massive chunky stout and then they've looked at me and gone and what about your wife does she want something fruity and he's like no that's for her I want something fruity <laughs> and it's just been like stop making assumptions I can drink my husband under the table <laughs> I think I'd noticed from volunteering at some of the beer festivals in the last few years that there's more women actually just ordering pints than same as men. So I think we are moving sort of away from that stereotype. But I remember when I first got into beer as well, like experiences of sort of going out on dates and people get, you know, buying, coming back from the bar with a half, just sort of assuming, well, women don't drink pints, do they? And sort of me looking at them like, oh, where's the rest? <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> But no, I think we are sort of... That, there's that culture shift, especially in Sheffield. I think you, Laura's right. Like, I think we're quite lucky we here. Okay. I do wonder if we went to other parts of the country whether you'd get the same reception. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. So I lived in Leeds for 20 years. And in Leeds, they don't really have the nice proper ale pubs that they do in Sheffield. Or they're not as easy to come by mm. and you have to seek them out. Whereas there seems to be one on every corner in Sheffield, which is great. And... They'll tend to have, um, you know, standard lagers and and beers, but nothing uh, interesting. So um, there, I I never really encountered... I I used to feel unusual asking for a pint of European lager in a pub um, because most women were drinking cocktails or or gin or uh, wine, and you can't get nice wine in a pub either, so... I was like, well, no, I'm going to order a beer, but there's nothing interesting to try. I don't remember the last time I ordered wine in a pub, so I don't know what that experience <laughs> I know, I'm like. the same. Um, 
just to quickly introduce uh, the next beer that Adam's just removed the can from my field of vision. If I would drink it out. There's another one There's over there, one Adam. <laughs> it is a beautiful can, that it's one. It's a gorgeous can. Can I have one back to read off it, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, our beer number three uh, is from uh, Wildcard Brewery. Um, it's 7.5% double dry hopped IPA. Um, I'm quite excited that we've got this on because I think uh, Jager Wise, who is the head brewer of Wildcard, is probably, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, the most well-known uh, and most visible uh, woman in the beer industry at the present time. She does absolutely tons of work um, towards the promotion of women in the beer industry. Uh, she's absolutely lovely. She sits on the board of the Society of Independent Brewers Association as well. Um, so she's kind of quite intrinsic to what's going on and is really able to make people kind of sit up and listen to what she's got to say. Um, also a very excellent brewer, as I think this uh, beer demonstrates. I think it's lovely. I think it's yeah, lovely. Like this is right up my street. Yeah. Yeah. This would be more along the... My normal lines of yeah. beer tasting, definitely. It was a real revelation for me as an IPA because I've tried lots now and I still really haven't found one that I like. The one I had off the bar earlier, uh, which is an Abbeydale uh, Cetus, was tasted of mango and I thought, this is just isn't beer. It doesn't feel right for me. Um, but this one is lovely. It's got more of a savoury edge to it almost. Mm. That's a good term, actually, yeah. savoury. Yeah. See, if someone says to me that they've, they've not found a beer they like, that because I'm such a terrible person, beer evangelist, I'm the kind of person who's <laughs> like, evangelist. this is why there's people in this room who have been like, oh, I don't like beer, and I've been like, well, you will like beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just give, me, give, me, give me a minute and I'll work out. Yeah. Uh, and then I just sit as a challenge, which I realise makes me a terrible person, but I don't care. I like you for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think this is really good. Uh, this is another one that's pretty easy to get hold of. Uh, £3 Ooh, from Tesco bargain. for a 440 mil can. Um, not that I want to start advocating cheap beer in supermarkets, but they do have a time and a place. And if it gets more people into beer and giving things a try, who might then kind of take, take the next step and... Uh, nip to um, a beer bar or an independent beer shop uh, then I think that's great but maybe that's maybe it, it could and maybe it is contributing to make, obviously making sort of beer more widespread and more easily available is going to make it easier for women to get into it because if women do feel uncomfortable going to a bar because they don't know what they're asking for or they don't want to ask for a pint or they're afraid that someone's going to comment on their choice then obviously if they can just nip down Tesco and get something for a couple of quid, then they can, I don't know, try it um, and then get that confidence they need to yeah. go in there and be like, no, I do want a pint of IPA, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the main things that I would say is it can be it can be difficult to go somewhere that you're not very familiar with, but I would urge all, all people, not even just all women, but particularly women, to have the confidence to go into a bar I think if you pick somewhere that generally has a good range of beer on like in Sheffield we've said we're really lucky to have a lot of venues that are very welcoming um but generally the staff in there will be more than happy to kind of talk to you about what you do like 
lead you through what they've got on the bar, offer your tasters, all of that kind of thing, um, and just kind of help to open things up and make them more accessible, really, and uh, they might find a new favourite. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool thing about the free houses in Sheffield is that they'll all offer you a little taste of something mm. if you've not tried it before. And so I tried two at the bar. No, the first one I didn't like at all. The second one I did. Mm. And um, it's a really good way to try something new. Mm. And, and I know several pubs in Sheffield that'll do that for you. Most of them will in my experience because yeah. I'm so fussy with beer. Yeah. So I'll quite often ask, obviously not for the whole selection <laughs> of beer on the bar. Um, but yeah, definitely like one or two, especially if you're sort of toying between what you want to try. And the price tags are quite high on some, some beers. So I think it's it's a really good way of getting people to sort of try different beers but not feel like they've got to commit straight away. I just go straight in on a third, but maybe that's because I'm a... But, I think for more, Trump, if, it, if it's people know. that are less, <laughs> less seasoned in beer tasting than we, so if we were introducing more people into beer, like I probably would do that less now than I used to, but certainly when I was first getting into craft beer and I didn't really know what I was trying. Oh yeah, I wouldn't put anyone off like, who's not sure now, I'd say definitely just ask I'm more sure of myself now in terms of like looking at what's on and going, yeah, I'll just go for that. But yeah. Yeah. Are we ready for beer number four? No. Mm. <laughs> should just give a shout out for the can on this one though it is absolutely beautiful and uh, it's kind of like a work of art it's got sort of a I'm not sure what it's, it's kind of a cult kind of Freemasonry. I think it's yeah. I think that's really cool yeah it yeah. is it's very really striking cool. aren't very they? collectible mm. isn't it it's got a yeah. it's got a nice textured feel to it which mm. is different well, just to give a quick shout out to another brewery that I found last year it's a really it's a brand new brewery sort of 2019 and also female-led mothership. Ah, uh, yes, I've heard. Of, I haven't also, tried any beers from mothership. Yet. They also sell their beers in Tesco, uh, and I tried their Brut IPA last year. So it was fermented with champagne yeast, um, and was really, really tasty. Um, had it. At, I think it was Hop Hideout first, and then yeah, they moved on to sort of Tesco and selling there as well. So that's a. A brew that's led by women. Yeah. And I think it was named after sort of the head brewer's sort of journey into motherhood and sort of managing her babies and brewing at the same time, which I thought was quite cool. Just to have a little bit of a rant. Yeah. <laughs> Just before we go on to the Imperial Stout that I'm sure quite a lot of us here are looking forward to. Um, I am obviously clearly quite passionate about promoting female-led breweries but wouldn't it be nice when we get to the point where we don't have have to make a big deal over it and you know when Adam was getting these beers yesterday you know you have to research it and you have to look at which breweries are in a you know do have female members of their brew team and female voices representing them and that is great that they're there but I really do look forward to the day when we don't have to have special brew day. Or we only do them because we want to and not because we feel like we have to be raising awareness of it. We could apply that to so many we things. We could, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Because I work in a really male-dominated industry as well. And uh, it, I get it. You, sort of, you do feel like you need to yeah. sort of sing it. And it would be great if we didn't have to. But yeah. unfortunately... We are where we are. But also the fact that the beer industry is in a position where it's singing, as you say, there's no reason why that can't move over and start moving into industries like construction and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, 
you know, beer has a real opportunity to be a real force for change and not just within the industry, but on a wider kind yeah. of social scale as well, which would be great. I feel like I just made a really bold claim there. <laughs> <laughs> but a relevant one. Um, and on that note, we're going to do the final little uh, musical chairs activity of the evening um, and move on to our final beer. So we're back with our final beer of the evening. And after a night that has so far been very um, south heavy, uh, wildcard from London, I don't think I mentioned that. So we've had London, Bristol and Bath so far. And now we're back to nearly Sheffield uh, with a beer from Ashover Brewery, mm. um, which is just down the road from us uh, and is headed up by the absolutely wonderful uh, Janine Shorrock, um, who is absolutely brilliant person and uh is quite famous i believe for wearing uh flip-flops all year round (laughs) as sort of her trademark uh, as well as making excellent beer uh so we've got a russian imperial stout at 9.5 percent from ashover uh called moscow uh, that we've got in front of us now so i feel like we're possibly a tough stout crowd to please that Um, has not pleased me (laughs) <laughs> no it's really it's too smoky for me i like the more sweet stouts that's that's tastes like pork scratchings to me which pork scratchings. no I, I get that people like that but like it, that's not a nice not for a vegan <laughs> no definitely not a vegan <laughs> um, i mean don't get me wrong i like the flavor but no that's that's not that's not a nice taste to me i really like that i think mm. uh it's um yeah <laughs> A little bit smoky, Laura's but <laughs> more kind of yeah bonfire toffee. I think somebody over uh, from from the other other group said Paul Your is voice waving just at me. Really seductive. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's my stout voice. Um, yeah, I think this is. Um, I think this is definitely a more classic example of a stout and a strong stout um, compared. You know, the, it's not messing about. It's it is a Russian imperial stout, mm. whereas I think. Um, what we're very lucky enough in Sheffield to be quite accustomed to drinking is stout that's got some kind of adjunct and crazy flavour thrown at it. Um, mm. And this isn't trying to do that. This I didn't realise that was a, a regional thing that stouts might have interesting flavours. Like, maybe it's just because I drink locally that I assumed that would be nationwide. Yeah, I think I think it's just finding the right places wherever wherever you go. I think they're quite a niche product mainly, but I feel, we get a lot of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think th- we have a lot of pubs in Sheffield that are really good at getting hold of uh, quite interesting, um, you know, more more kind of pud. There's a lot of people who like puddings. Oh. In mm-hmm. Do you know what? I got a can from Brewdog the other day, and it was a Bakewell sour stout, Ooh. and it was insane that in a really amazing. good way. Yeah. And yeah. But I know I like this. It's a little bit smoky for me as well. But I could easily drink half of it. I think yeah. it's. I think it's nice. It's almost. Is it the same as the one you brought for the beer tasting we did at WI? It was definitely this brewery. I think you did one of these ones, but I don't. Don't think it was this. But was it Dandelion and Burdock? Yes, there was. That was actually one that um, Ashover brewed last year on International Women's Day. Oh, uh, it was I really like this one. Brew, yeah. This has almost got a bit of Dandelion and Burdock in it as well. I think. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, 
I can see that sort of almost it's slightly like, fizzy. I don't know. That sounds a bit. Odd, I think I'm like rooty. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah, rooty. Yeah. <laughs> Rooty. Rooty. Yeah. I like that. Is that a description? <laughs> yes. I think this is too much kind of on the, on the lines of like whiskies and why why I don't like that. It's that kind of oh. overpowering smoky taste, which I don't really like. So that's probably, I like, I'd much rather have a rum than a whiskey. Hmm. I think I'd much rather have a, like a cake in a can. <laughs> How are you getting on with it, Maddie? I'm actually quite enjoying this one. I think it's Ooh. been my favourite so far. Laura's doing a little bit of uh, cheerleading <laughs> in the background there. Because she's probably like primed me into enjoying this. She thinks you're her pupil. I am. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of uh, local representation as well. Um, we are lucky that we've got a lot of uh, not just um, breweries in Sheffield that have women as a part of them, but also um, a lot of bars as well that are really welcoming to all groups like at the Rutland here um, it's part owned by Kate uh, Heather's one of the managers here um, we've got I think we've already mentioned Jules at Hop Hideout who um, has been a really established voice in the uh, Sheffield beer community for a good few years now um, Lucy at the Shakespeare's Hannah who's one of the brewers at Neepsend I'm definitely going to miss loads of people here, but Lost Industry. Oh yeah, we've got Helen and Leslie uh, who work at Lost Industry. Um, just basically, loads of good gals, really. So I've got a question for you. If I know we're sort of trying to promote, well, not necessarily trying to promote, but like you know, given the idea that it's accessible to everyone. But if you were really interested in getting into being part of the brewing scene, as opposed to just drinking, how would someone do that? Like. Where would you find out about jobs or, you know, how, how did you get into it? I feel like, so I've been working in the beer industry for coming up to five years next month. And I genuinely think it's got more difficult to get into. Um, when I first started looking at it, all I really had going for me was enthusiasm. Um, I mean, I don't brew. Um, I do now hold a brewing qualification, but that's kind of come through me pushing for it. Um, but I think when I first started working in beer, the fact that I was interested, I went to events, I got to know people um, and all of that kind of thing was enough to get a foot through the door. Um, and I think now that the beer industry has grown quite a lot, it has become a little bit more difficult, but passion still absolutely goes the furthest way. You know, you could be... Um, uh, you could be an excellent home brewer. You could have had experience in commercial breweries, but if you don't like what you're doing, I think it'd be incredibly difficult to get a decent job within beer. Um, so I think if anybody was interested um, in getting involved, you know, get to get to know your beer community, get to find out what it is that you like about it, and push to get more and more involved. You know, meet people go to beer events we've got sheffield beer week coming up um i think by the time this podcast is released we'll be pretty much there um so there's all sorts of kind of people to talk to um you know if it's brewing that you're interested in um homebrew you know get to learn the ingredients there's all sorts of amazing resources um out there as well and sort of books you can read and 
forums you can be a part of like the internet is incredible i know uh jim who uh, for anybody who doesn't know my husband jim is the lead brewer of the funk dungeon project at abidel brewery and a lot of the kind of basics that he learned when he set up the project was from um a wiki called milk the funk which is an incredible resource for learning about all kinds of sour beer and flavor profiles and what kind of yeast you need and you know it's really really useful and it's all there just freely available for people who want to read it so i think it is something you just have to get stuck into really i feel like i might poison my friends if i started (laughs) (laughs) alcohol is a very well beer is a very safe beverage there's a lot about it that means it's more difficult to poison people than you I could give it a good old college try (laughs) (laughs) Laura for anyone that maybe wants to get into beer that didn't like beer before are there any hot spots or places that you'd recommend them to go to to ask for for recommendations or (laughs) things to try yeah I think in Sheffield uh which I think is where most of our listeners are based uh the Rutland Devonshire Cat, Shakespeare's, The Crow, that's linked to the Rutland, um, Lost Industry Tap. Um, that's just five kind of straight off the top of my head. Uh, they have a really good range of beers on um, and other, you know, most of them have other drinks as well. So they'll happily, you know, they have a good understanding of other things that aren't just beer as well. So we'll be able to listen to what kind of thing you already like, like if it's a cider that you like or particular kind of wine or something like that and do a little bit of digging into what that might mean mm. to kickstart you into beer i found a really good way was finding a pub that i really liked and then following them on facebook and seeing when they like tap takeovers and stuff came in and like then following those breweries and things like that and seeing what was happening um because then you get to try loads of different beers that maybe you wouldn't know were going to be there i quite enjoyed it that mm. <laughs> yeah definitely but yeah just widely encourage everyone to give things a go really and you might not like everything but that's absolutely fine and keep going and find your new favorite <laughs> are we going to do a little bit of a roundup of beer of the night i'll go last because i feel like i've talked a lot in the last few minutes mm-hmm. quick little roundup of the evening we'll uh, do a little round robin of our favorite beer of the night and any burning remarks anybody would like to make, please feel free. Hi. So my favourite beer of the night was the Wild Card Double Dry Hop IPA. It's very, uh, very tasty, right up my street and very accessible, being sold at Tesco for £3, I'm told, <laughs> just in case any of you want any this weekend. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to surprise absolutely no one here when I say that the uh, style was my favourite. I thought the flavour was really good. I heard all you guys talking about it. And as somebody who at the start said, I'm a massive pastry style fan. I do also enjoy like a good solid style. And I really like the flavours on this one. So, And it's also very easily accessible for me to buy this style as well. (laughs) I feel like you didn't mention this enough, Laura. Oh, at all? At all. <laughs> so good. Now is your moment. I was being polite. Um, my <laughs> husband owns a beer shop, uh, Archer Road Beer Shop, uh, which also sells Ashover beers, which is where this one's from. Yeah. So, as Laura's protege, I don't think it's going to cause any surprise, but I'm going to say that my favourite was the stout. Surprisingly, followed second by the. Um, 
what is this we double dry hopped yeah, yeah that one which surprised, surprised myself yeah. Um, but yeah I'll definitely be going to Arch Road beer shop to maybe purchase the stout other independent beer shops are available <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to say I wasn't bowled over by any of them really but I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> sorry um, but if I if I had to pick one to drink I would go with the gem which was the, the amber ale one um, just because it's the easiest one for me to probably to drink it was nice it was pretty non-offensive um, but I'm also going to say that the one that I had from the bar downstairs is probably my favourite <laughs> which was the pillar and pillars of light pillars of light that was delicious <laughs> yeah. is it Amundsen beer? Yeah, a pina colada IPA, which was absolutely delicious. Been drinking that alongside, and I think a few of us have had that, and that's really tasty. Um, but the official beers that we're supposed to be talking about, <laughs> yeah, back um, to the official ones. I, I'd go for the Ashover Brewery as well, just because um, the stat is really drinkable. Um, the the wild card was my second favourite, I would say. But yeah, I really like the stout. I'm going to break the trend and say anything but the stout. <laughs> I'm still not there with that, Shun. but I've moved on a stage with my IPA journey. I really enjoyed the wild card and the wiper and true. Be very happy to drink that any day of the week. Yeah, they were all kind of nice enough. Yeah. Um, well, I wasn't keen on the stout one, which apparently everyone else loved, but <laughs> um, no, no, oh, there's one person just now. Okay, Katie doesn't love it too. Um, but uh, yeah. I if think. you like sweeter beers, though, because I do get it, it is kind of more on the savoury side of stouts. Yeah, yeah I, I love a stout, but that was too smoky for me. It was almost like peaty. Like, I think you were mentioning, yeah. Jodie, about sort of those... It reminds you of, like, whiskey. It yeah, definitely, when definitely. you said that, I was yeah. like, oh, that's what I didn't like about it. It yeah. tasted like a peaty whiskey. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. sort of saying that I, I prefer more... I mean, I don't, I'm not really a, a rum sort of fan but i would prefer that flavor over a whiskey flavor yeah i'm yeah. like dessert in a can stout exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, i'd go much more the sort of marshmallow stouts the d- dessert in a can or cake in a can or whatever it's called um i'd go for much more of those over the traditional smoky stouts well i did think that all four of them were kind of bob on with what they were supposed to be mm-hmm. really yeah. good examples of the style but i think Overall, my favourite was probably the wild card. I think I did a really awful job of counting up those votes as it went round, but I think (laughs) the stout is the winner um, on the uh, first past the post system. If we're going for proportional representation, the wild card (laughs) might have come out on top. Um, But uh, yeah, really interesting to kind of look through kind of the different things and introduce people to things that they might not ordinarily go for um and just really nice to have you all here drinking a few beers with us so thank you thank you, you, for us. Thank you yeah. ladies yeah. of seven yeah. yeah. and um, happy international women's day yeah Yay. and thank you to laura for being such an amazing host yeah and yeah. all oh. round good egg and beer <laughs> connoisseur (laughs) so well done (laughs) thank you very much everyone Um, see you next month